Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray Huron, great to have you along this week. If this is the first podcast you've listened to, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, share this podcast with a riding buddy of yours. We are Kiwi Riders and we make a podcast for exactly that, people in New Zealand who ride motorcycles. You don't have to be born a Kiwi, but we class you, we class you as a Kiwi by now anyway. Later in the show, we are going to check in with Kiwi Rider Magazine and find out all about the Aprilia Tuareg, the new entry into the world of adventure motorcycling. But right now, let's do the news. No 2023 Kawasaki KLX 230SM for New Zealand. Kawasaki has unveiled a new budget supermoto which will undoubtedly fill the space left by the Suzuki DRZ400SM in many markets. Unfortunately, at least for now, New Zealand won't be one of them. The 2023 KLX230SM slides into the Kawasaki family underneath the KLX300SM but brings with it a more approachable power plant for novice riders and the addition of safety features such as a ABS braking, which is currently not available on the 300, hence why the KLX 300 is not on Kiwi roads. Peak power is claimed at 14 kilowatts or 19 horsepower at 7,600 7, RPM and 19 newton meters of torque at 6,100 RPM. Not huge numbers, but the bike only has to put, push 136 kilos. To bring it into the Supermoto trim, Kawasaki has dropped the dirt bike suspension and wheels out from the steel frame and swapped in a set of 17-inch wheels and new suspension. Up front is a 37mm inverted fork, while the rear scores a new uni-track type rear suspension. It looks like an appealing package with sleek black bodywork and a new headlight design, which looks much better than the bulbous headlight of the Road Legal KLX230. Unfortunately for budding Supermoto fans, Kawasaki New Zealand has indicated that the KLX230SM won't be heading our way anytime soon, citing minimum order numbers being too high for the New Zealand market. This is not a big surprise with the road going KLX 230 also dropping off Kawasaki's showrooms. Kiwis tend to favour bikes with a larger capacity engine such as Honda's CRF300L for their affordable dual purpose needs. But never say never, if you want one desperately bug Kawasaki New Zealand and they might find a way to get you one. More information on this story and photos can be found at onthrottle.co.nz. Royal Enfield seems to have become the new darling for motorcycle customizers with the latest custom take on an Enfield, the Sierra GT865, unveiled in Melbourne last week. The Sierra GT865, like many custom Enfields these days, is based on the Royal Enfield Continental GT650 Cafe Racer. As a base, the Continental GT650 has a lot of good points already in its corner. It is the most attainable cafe racer in the class that balances the need to aspire confidence in new riders, as well as satisfies the expectations of more experienced motorcyclists. Built by Carl Serra in Melbourne, Australia, the custom is an audacious reflection of his personality and self-expression. The inspiration behind the Serra GT865 was to create a retro 80s inspired 
TT-style race bike with proper full fearing. The vision was to differentiate it from a generic custom bike and make it look and feel like a special edition production motorcycle. Further taking inspiration from the 80s motorcycle culture, the motorcycle was endowed with interesting elements and shapes. This creates the impression that each motorcycle part was designed separately and then amalgamated to look like the perfect modern custom motorcycle with a distinct personality. The approach for creating it was much closer to an automotive design studio than that of a traditional bike shop. Further to this, Carl kicked things off with a series of concept sketches, followed by a classic clay model to develop the proportions and the surface language, in inverted commas, in full scale. If you want to see more, if you want to see the photos and a bit more information on this custom at Royal Enfield, please do go to onthrottle.co.nz. But it's got a uh, it's got a very super veloce style mono headlight, very sleek design. It looks quite cool. I, I quite like that. You can pop that into production any time you like. The Learner Approved Motorcycle Scheme, or LAMS, has brought much more choice for learners and restricted license holders in New Zealand and Australia. With a cap of 660 cc's and a power-to-weight ratio not exceeding 150 kilowatts per tonne, there is plenty of options to swing a leg over, but what are the rules when it comes to modifying your new ride? Matthew Day Gillett at onthrottle.co.nz dug into this and here's what he found. According to NZTA's own website, learner or restricted license holders are responsible for ensuring their motorcycle is LAMS approved. Any motorcycle modified in a way that increases its power to weight ratio is not LAMS approved, regardless of whether it appears on the LAMS approved list. This has long been the general interpretation of the rules. But recently it seems NZTA have softened their stance and given us a list of what we can and can't do with our LAMS class bikes for clarity. If a cop pulls you over and gives you the third degree, feel free to link them to this story at onthrottle.co.nz. Here's what NZTA has to say. 250cc or less non-prohibited motorcycles. These modifications are intended to allow the motorcycle owner to personalise their motorcycle without lifting its performance above the maximum for a LAMS-approved bike and without changing the classification of the motorcycle, i.e. lifting it over the 250cc mark. Allowed modifications include full exhaust system, including ignition and fuel supply tune, fairings and plastics, wheels and tyres, brakes, lights and any other minor modification e.g. handlebars or seats. Note low-volume vehicle or LVV certification may be required for some modifications such as changing brake or wheel sizes and your insurer should be notified of any modifications you perform. As an example, the on-throttle Honda CRF250L Rally can potentially have a full system exhaust and an ECU tune while remaining LAMS approved. There are modifications that are prohibited for a 250cc LAMS bike however, such as increasing the engine displacement fitting nitrous oxide or adding forced induction, turbos or superchargers that is. So, that dream of making the Rally a 286cc, like the new CRF 300 at range, might just stay a dream. The list of bikes over 
251cc up to 660cc uh, is very similar, including the same restrictions on increasing displacement or using nitrous. However, full exhausts and ECU tunes are not allowed, but a slip-on muffler is thankfully okay. That means those MT07LAs advertised on Facebook Marketplace as full power tune should probably be given a miss if you want to stay on the straight and narrow. Or don't. We're not your mum. A 250cc to 660cc Lunar approved motorcycle. The modifications below are intended to allow the, cus- the, you, the owner to personalise their motorcycle as previous. Some modifications will have minor effect on power and others a minor effect on weight. However, these are not considered to be significant. Allowed modifications. Slip-on muffler exhaust, fairings, plastics, wheels, tyres, lights, any other modification that would not affect the power-to-weight ratio, e.g. handlebars or seats. Prohibited Prohibited modifications include big bore or stroker kits, any other modification that increases the engine's capacity, ignition or fuel supply tuning modification, exhaust system other than a slip-on muffler, replacement components on older or classic bikes must be as close to those as the OE specification, fitment of turbocharger or supercharger, nitrous oxide. Other modifications intended to increase power uh, or significantly reduce motorcycle weight. So there you have it. What you can and you can't do with your Lambs bike in terms of modifications, be sure to double check the NZTA website before you get stuck into modifying your Lambs bike, as the rules can sometimes change with little to no fanfare. For the full write-up on the story, onthrottle.co.nz is the place to go. Just interrupting this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast to let you know it's spring. Have you thought about your motorcycle insurance? Protector Insurance do a massive range of motorcycle insurance. It's motorcycle insurance by motorcyclists for motorcyclists with some awesome benefits like they can give you the booking fee for your Ride Forever course back. They can cover not only your bike but your gear as well and they can do track day cover. So check out protectorinsurance.co.nz and get a quote today. I was incredibly surprised I even saved money on my policy. Protectorinsurance.co.nz. That's P-R-O-T-E-C-T-A insurance.co.nz. And thanks, Protector, for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast. The Aprilia Tuareg. Straddling the gap in the market between Yamaha and KTM's adventure offerings, Aprilia's new Tuareg has arrived to shake up the established players. This story comes from Kiwi Rider Magazine, October 2022, Volume 2. For the full story and photos, do go to kiwirider.co.nz. This is one hotly anticipated motorcycle, not just here in New Zealand, but in the adventure riding market globally. There's the resurrection of the Tuareg name itself, half an RSV4 engine, claims of lightest in class, fully adjustable suspension, and all the electronic fruit. But, and this is the killer move, all at a wallet-friendly price. For these reasons, adventure and gravel riders have been foaming at the gills to see if Aprilia's entry into the hotly contested mid-weight adventure market is just what they've been waiting for. Initial glimpses of the Italian adventurer had been very tempting across the social media networks. 
with riders on a motocross track making the bike do things the majority of us could never do. This was clearly a direct push towards potential Yamaha Tenere 700 purchases, and the incredible Axe Trials rider Paul Tares has been performing. And it made an impact, even our very own photographer, Sir Geoffrey Marmaduke Osborne, has been making noises about scraping together a deposit and selling his very long-term Suzuki V-Strom 1000 to potentially fund this new Latin lovely. Things were very clearly serious. The engine. With the advent of Aprilia's RS V4 motor, Aprilia effectively splitting it in half to make a parallel twin, Aprilia's mid-weight platform aspirations have been realised. A middleweight sports bike, RS660, a naked sports, Tuono 660, and now the Tuareg have all been realised around the same motor. The parallel twin 659cc motor's crank has a 270 degree firing order to give the feel and sound of a V-twin. In keeping with its adventure aspirations, the Tuareg RS660 based motor has been retuned for more bottom end and mid-range rather than a screaming top end. Peak torque is 70 Nm at 6500 RPM some 2000 rpm lower than that on the sporty RS660. Top end power is claimed at 80 horsepower if the engine is revved out to 9250 rpm. As well as the torque tuning, the oil capacity has been reduced from 2.6 litres to 2.3 litres to give a shallower sump, increasing the ground clearance. Apparently there's an oil temp sensor with engine safety power reduction in case of overheating, this reduces throttle to power to allow the motor to shed heat. Service intervals come in at 10,000 kilometres. Keen adventure riders will be happy to know the air filter is easy to get to from the top of the fuel tank, making filter swaps simple on those long dusty gravel rides in summer. Fuel is specifically 95 octane, but with the ride-by-wire throttle and catalytic converter saving exhaust sensor, I find it hard to believe you couldn't put 91 in the bike if you got caught short on a at a rural fuel station. This isn't a city bike after all, but you definitely want to be avoiding large throttle openings at low revs to avoid any piston killing pinking or detonation. Using some 91 until you can top up with 95 again is a reality of life in non-urban New Zealand. Aprilia New Zealand's tech guru says it's 95 only, but you wear the big boy pants so you take your own chances. Electronics. This is one of the Tuareg's killer sales features. Where the Tenere is electronically minimalist, the Tuareg has a comprehensive suite of electronic rider aids under the Aprilia's APRC name, Aprilia Performance Ride Control, and unlike KTM's adventure offerings, there's no paying to have any of the electric features activated. Cruise control is included in the price, as is traction control, and all of the ride modes. The whole shebang is controlled by a Magneti Morelli 11.5 MP ECU and a ride-by-wire throttle. There are adjustments for traction control, engine braking, throttle response and the ABS. Cruise control is included too. Rider modes come in the form of urban explore, off-road and individual. Urban has all the safety features ramped out. Explore dials the safety features down a little. Off-road turns off the ABS to the rear wheel and reduces it at the front. 
Individual mode allows you to control all aspects of the electronics intervention. You could have the ABS and traction control off completely in this mode, giving an easy way to disable all ABS on the fly without having to go into the menu and do it. This would also get around having the ABS come back on when the ignition is turned off. All of this trickery is accessible via a 5-inch TFT colour display that's backlit at night and a four-way switch block on the left-hand side of the bars. An up-and-down quick shifter and auto-throttle blip, heated grips, centre stand and many other accessories are available at purchase or later on down the road. The steel tube trellis chassis is specific to the Touareg and the engine gets mounted more solidly with six mounting points compared to the RS660's three. Suspension comes from the Japanese specialists KYB. At the front, the 43mm forks are fully adjustable with 240mm of travel. The left is adjustable for compression and the right is for rebound. Travel at the rear is uh, 240mm from the fully adjustable linkage driven shock absorber. Brembo provides the braking package. Twin two-piston calipers squeeze the 300mm discs at the front with a radial master cylinder, while the Brembo single-piston caliper works on a 260mm disc at the rear. Unlike most adventure bikes, the Touareg gets a long, straight seat for ease of movement in off-road situations, with an 860mm seat height. Aprilia has a range of accessory comfort seats in three heights, standard, plus two and minus two centimetres. Aprilia claims the Touareg is the lightest in class, with a 187kg dry weight and a ready-to-go wet weight of 204kgs with the 18-litre tank brimmed. Aprilia suggests a 450km range with a full tank. The Tuareg comes in three colourways and commands a slight price premium at $21,990 with the gold and red options coming in at $21,490. If you'd like to hear what the bike is like to ride from the likes of Kevin Kingen, Noel Priestley, Peter Elliott and Todd Sutherland, hit up kiwirider.co.nz and check out the first edition of October 2022 with full colour photos as well. And that about wraps up the episode. But one thing I've got to talk to you about before we go is Rebel Revival. If you're anywhere near the Wellington region, uh, head along to uh, Brewtown. Panhead bring you Rebel Revival. Uh, It is a classic and custom bike competition from 12 o'clock Sunday from midday 30th of October. It is free entry. There's going to be a stack of custom and classic motorcycles on display. Come and enjoy music from Boom Boom Deluxe, the Vincent Vega Trio and Richer City Rebels. Plus I'll be there emceeing and talking to uh, a lot of motorcyclists across the country all from our location in Wellington. So come along for Rebel Revival uh, brought to you by Panhead at Brewtown from mid Day Sunday 30th of October. More information, just uh, search Rebel Revival on Facebook. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray here, and thank you so much for listening. If you uh, like what we do or you've got some feedback, love to hear from you. You can email us podcast at kiwirider.co.nz or get in touch on any of the social media channels. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok under the name Kiwi Rider Podcast. All the written stuff that I do, you can find at motonz.com, Matthew's website, onthrottle.co.nz and check out uh, YouTube we are trying to 
get the Moto NZ YouTube channel over 1,000 subscribers as well by the end of October, and then we might be doing a little giveaway to our subscribers if we can. Uh, otherwise, keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time.